Well, hello there. Oh, my God, this has been an interesting day. I tell you, um, it started this morning at 4 a.m. I had to get up to go and get this colonoscopy done. You know, you're supposed to do it every, what, three, five years, three, really, or uh, whenever you're having some issues. That's the problem. We don't want to go and get no check. But um, I had to get it done, and I was dealing with some stuff, and I could not believe that, you know, my stomach was just bloating out, and, you know, I was having all these problems, yet I'm working out, but my stomach looked like it was still protruding out, and I could not figure it out because I'm not used to no big old stomach, you know. So anyway, long story short, I just got back and um, had my grandbaby with me, and uh, it was it was quite interesting because I hadn't been there and done this in a while, and I got horrible veins. So I tell you, they start sticking me, so uh, they stuck me about three times, and four, thank God, was a blessing by uh, a, a um, what they call it, a, a the, they call that the juice man. They had to call in this doctor that was an anesthesiologist who was not even my anesthesiologist. I guess he, he's a vampire. So he came in and he got the vein. Thank you, Lord, because they are stuck me everywhere because my veins just roll and go to sleep deep. So I was going, Lord, just help me. So when I came, when he came in, I said, Lord, I bleed the blood. Let this man get my vein because I don't know if I want to be stuck anymore. Uh, and he said, oh, I'm going to get it. And he did immediately. He got it. But long story short, number two, this is going to be my rant for today, and it is my two cents and a nickel, okay? Uh, I just want to share this because I'm, you know, I'm really, really moved by today. Uh, as I was in there, I began just to watch the nurses. You know, these nurses are not rewarded enough for the work that they do. So if any nurse listening to this, I want to give you kudos out today. I mean, I honor you, I mean, especially the CNAs, you know, because I used to be a CNA, if y'all didn't know that. I was a nurse assistant uh, before all these things happened to me. Uh, but I want you to know it's a lot of work, and God has really, really used the CNA to come in exactly what it is to assist the nurses. Uh, we just all nurses, like teachers, you know, I think it's a, sometimes a thankless job, but I want to say I appreciate you and I honor you the work and the dedication for those who really are good nurses who really really care and i mean i had some good nurses and doctors uh was just awesome that took care of me but this is the thing that i noticed that you know you got to keep your eyes and your ears open i was sitting there watching out i got all these sticks and thank god i had a wonderful nurse who was really really open to talk to me and but then when i got ready to go back and this is the funny part before i get to the problem i got ready to get back to the room before they got ready to do the colonoscopy uh they told me, I think I started out before they got ready to come get me. I started out on Facebook sharing it. But she was getting ready to do the uh, the heart thing. I keep forgetting what that is. Where they do you check your heart. And so that's, I almost said it. But anyway, uh, they were getting ready to do that. And the EKG, that's what it is. They get ready to do EKG. So she did the EKG. She already had me undressed and everything. And, of course, I kept my panties on. Because, you know, I'm trying my very best to keep them on. And I know I'm talking to somebody, you know. A whole bunch of us hurry up and take them off. Because they're so used to taking them off. <laughs> just gonna, okay, this is just mine. This is just mine, okay. Because I hope some woman who listens to me will realize, don't be so quick to take your underwear off. Okay. So I don't know what they're going to do while I'm asleep. So long story short, number three. Uh, she started doing the EKG, EKG before I went to the back and uh, started to put those little tapes on so she could put the EKG machine on. And she noticed that I had my panties on. And she said, 
oh, those got to go. And I said, why? And she said, are you finna get, <laughs> she said, you think to get a uh, bottom job too? They gotta look at your bottom. Uh, you know, do you want them to stick the machine through your pants? And I just laughed so hard. And and then she'd say, you know, I understand you want to keep them on, you want to be private, but you can't have them on and not in there. And I went, oh, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right. I got to take them off. And so I said, oh, my God, I laughed so hard to the fact that, you know, still trying to make sure everything stay chased and safe. No, I do not want to take my panties off. And she said, you got to take them off. So took them off. Okay, we laughed about it. Got back. There and so I'm examining who all back here can touch me while I'm asleep. Because believe it or not, I have experienced being raped in the ER, uh, you know, during my day. And so that's a whole nother book. But uh, this is a serious matter because when people go to sleep, a whole bunch happen under the, under the MJ. That's the Michael Juice. Michael Jackson juice. And so, yeah, I'm just getting home, and you may sound like a little slur in my voice because uh, the MJ still might be still trying to get out of my system. So I'm going to go to sleep in a few minutes, but I want to make sure I share this because this really touched my heart today. The lady, when I got to the back, who's preparing me, getting me ready for the MJ juice, she was not the uh, anesthesiologist. She was one of the workers in the back back there in the ER room where they was getting whatever that is in the surgically tech room, whatever they're getting ready to do today's surgery. She began to talk to me because she had beautiful teeth. So I said, oh, your teeth so pretty. And then she said, thank you. Then she began to share about her daughter. And out of the blue, she began to get up from where she was sitting and start to talk to me about her daughter. Holy Spirit told me just to listen. You know, let her talk. She began to talk. And she said, I just don't know what to do. Her baby, literally her daughter's baby, she lost her baby. Long story short, her daughter had a miscarriage. The baby literally dropped out of her womb when she came out of the shower. The baby fell to the shower floor. And my heart just dropped. And when she stood up over me, this lady standing over me, talking to me in such compassion and such intimacy about not only her daughter suffering. See, we got a lot of people who are working and serving us who are suffering. Lord, help us today. So this uh, issue of the itis, okay, this is what I'm talking about. I I'm calling this the itis touch. We got to know that many of us are going through chronic itises, you know, depression itis is what I want to call it, you know, uh, arthritis. And they told me after this test that it looks like appearing that I might have gastritis. The devil is crazy. So this itis touch, we got to destroy by the power of his blood. But looks, listen to this woman, it touched me when I thought about they told me, you know, we got, you got gastritis, and the Holy Spirit was talking to me about, you know, all of us got some kind of itis touch. Lord, help me. Itis of hell. And what I wanted to say, this woman was going through depression itis. Her daughter was going through what is called grief itis. I, I, I call it grief itis because many of us are letting it linger around. Lord, I don't want to preach. This chick kind of old. And so when the lady started talking to me about her daughter, you know, crying, literally crying and trying to wipe away her tears while she getting me ready for a procedure. I watch every move she makes. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You, you, you going through some uh, silent grief yourself. I'm going to have to watch you. So the whole time I watched, I said, Lord, help her. My God. And so I let her talk and she began to tell me about her daughter. You know, with this depressitis that she both were going through and the grief-itis that her daughter is going through. You know, her daughter worked for a very, very prestigious company and lost her job out of grief-itis. Lord, help us. 
The Greek light is what I'm saying to you over and over again, something that we allow we allowed to hang around, something we allowed to get inflamed. What the itis part of it means, it means that it's an inflammation. We allow the inflammation of the matter to get larger. I Sunday without getting any help. Lord, I don't want to preach. But anyway, as I began to meditate, when he told me I had apparently that maybe the reason why my stomach is protruding out because everything else looked pretty good, though he needed to run a biopsy on a couple things, but everything looked pretty good. But he noticed that I'm looking is very severe as far as gastritis is concerned. You know, but I say, well, it looks like I got to look another way to try to kill you too. You know, you want to come around with the itis touch? You crazy? And so I began to talk to the woman in regards to her daughter and letting her talk to me about her daughter. She said that her daughter's grief made her feel like that her daughter was pretending. I said, no, 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 baby. You got to understand grief sometimes can go for months and days and years. And so we've got to make sure that she gets some help. And so what I gave her was my, my counseling center information. But what I did tell her is that, and you need to get some help yourself. You, you trying to hold this in. You trying to be the strong one for her, but you need help yourself. Lord, help us all today. And so she said, yes, ma'am. And I said, she said, this is so God. She said, cause I just so worried about her. She don't go to work. She just stay depressed and she tells them that they're being insensitive because they're not going along with her grief itis. See, the thing is, is that you want them to keep letting it swell up about your past, about your loss. They're not being insensitive. They're trying to get you to become strong. They're trying to let you know that they're for you. So if you're going through, don't think that when somebody's trying to push you past your past, you got to let it process, okay? You got to go through it, but you got to let somebody process you through to get past the itis touch. God help me today. You know, we're going to go through stuff. It's inevitable that we would not go through in the time that we're in. But God has never left us and he'll never forsake us. But this Ida's touch is there. And many times the Ida's touch is going to come and God is going to let you be reminded that he is there with you in it. Or else he wouldn't allow you to be in it. He is always there. I want to slow it down. Anyway, as I ministered to her and she was crying... Wipe the tears before the doctor came in the room. And I thought to myself, I hope you remember to put your gloves on. <laughs> I told you this is my uh, two cent and a nickel. But I really believe that we got to watch and pray. And we can see that the state that we're in right now, with all the rain that we've had, with all the different crises that's from bloodshed, from schools to jobs to homes, we have got to look at this Ida's touch. This Ida's touch is expanding in many ways. And this is the reason why so many families are being destroyed. This is why so many people are going to bed trying to figure out a way how they can get back somebody, whether it's from their mouth sword. Ah. Let's call it a gun, a pistol of the mouth. Or they are trying to figure out a way they can set a trap through witchcraft. Or try to see how they can literally kill the person. People killing their own babies today. You see it every day. Lord, help us all. And so I want to say this to you before I get off of here. In my two cents and a nickel in my eyeless touch message. I want you to know that our Abba God is counting on us to make sure that we recognize the thing that is swelling up in our lives. To look at the thing that's causing the pain suddenly that we will not address. To look at the fact that many of the things are, are lasting way too long. That's what the Ida's trust does, trust does. It continues on. It swells up. It gets more and more bigger than we really can realize because we are allowing the thing to cover us rather than we covering it in the blood.
It's a condria. And so it becomes a spiritual infection. Okay. And so many of us are self-medicating by taking pills, by drinking, having sex, doing everything we possibly can to try to destroy the idol's touch. My God, help me. And so I want to say this to you today. The Bible tells us that the Lord has promised us in Jeremiah 33 and 6. He said, I will heal my people and I will let them enjoy an abundant peace and the security, says the Lord. And he also said in Jeremiah 30 and 17, I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast, Zion, from whom no one cares. He said, but I will heal you. He said, heal me. Come on, say it after me. Heal me, O Lord. Yes, God. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me. And I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. I thank God that he has healed me and set me free already from the itis touch that he told me that I have gastritis and any other thing that itis that wants to try to come, arthritis, every kind of hell that wants to try to come. His blood still works. And I want you to know that if you're in, you know, encountering something today or if you're dealing with someone who is going through, like this woman was talking about her daughter, I told her many times we ignore the fact that many of the people who are going through uh, need our push. We need to give them a push. We need to remind them that the blood still works. Pray for them, love on them, and remind them that God hasn't left them and you're there. Many times you just need to be there and be quiet. Mm, that's awesome. Sometimes you just need to be there and be quiet and just pray. Well, I thank God that you've heard me. I thank God today that you're you know, talking to God about the blood. I think get you talking to God about whatever it is that sometimes we have done to our own selves that have caused us to have these itis touches. And so I've already examined some things that I've you know, done in my diet. We've got to make sure that we take care of this vessel because why? It belongs to daddy. And if it belongs to daddy, he lives in us. He can't have these itises trying to touch us. We've got to believe God that the most abundant and greatest touch that we can ever get is going to come from him because his blood lives in us. He's great and mighty in us. And everything that God wants us to be and to do is already working through us for his glory. Oh, Lord, my God, I called you for help. And guess what? And you healed me. And he's going to heal you. I'll talk to you soon. Please share this message. Open your ears and listen. Somebody needs you to listen. You don't have to always say something and pray. You can pray within. Just give them the ear to listen and pray against this Ida's touch. Now listen, that's my two cents and a nickel. And if you add it all up, it comes to seven cents. And that means it's complete. And I believe that is enough. How about you? It's enough for me.